Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we talk about Leslie's recent trip to Alani and whether Alani is worth visiting for you and your family. Find old episodes of this podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you find podcasts. And we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. If you'd like to support the podcast, check us out on Patreon.com slash DisneyDeciphered, where you'll receive bonus content such as live trip reports, or you can support the podcast at no cost to you by using me as your travel agent. Get started by emailing josephchung at travelmation.net. If you have any questions for the podcast, email us DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, tweet at us at www.deciphered on Twitter, or find us on Facebook and Instagram, DisneyDeciphered. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So on today's episode, last year, Leslie visited Alani, uh, a Disney resort and spa in Hawaii, pretty quickly after it reopened. But Leslie has just recently gone back a couple of weeks ago, and we want to see how things have changed. And really, Leslie, what I'm curious about finding out today is, is Alani, you know, the the prices haven't really changed, although sometimes there are sales like in the fall and stuff like that. Of course, you didn't get in on that because you went over a long weekend. But I want to know if the prices haven't changed and not everything has opened back up yet, is it worth going to for people? Now, you are very different from me because you only have to go from California. Things are a lot cheaper, uh, just flights and shorter to get there. But uh, yeah, I'm really curious to see what Alani is looking like right now. Let's start by just uh, giving a brief recap of both your Alani vacation history and then what your most recent trip was set up as. Of course. So this was our fifth trip to Alani, which sounds kind of gross when you say it out loud. But again, you know, this is not a very far destination for Californians. Like Californians do go to Hawaii a lot, folks who enjoy that. So, And the ch- flights are really cheap sometimes too. I mean, yeah. It's, South, not, now it's that- not like it's like, it's like $1,000 for us sometimes. Yeah, I mean, for us, I can get my whole family of four sometimes for $1,000 because we have the Southwest Companion Pass, and so we're only paying for three flights. And yeah, I can get round trips that are like $300. So put that in perspective. I mean, it's it's kind of like, I don't know if you're in Boston going down to the Jersey Shore or something, or maybe a little further, maybe going, you know, to the Outer Banks in North Carolina. It's not that far for us. Um, yes, Leslie, And it's not that expensive. <laughs> Growing up, you know, we always said that the Jersey Shore is the Hawaii of the East Coast. I mean, that is that just has rolled off the tongue since I was a kid. Well, let's continue. And I know you're talking about distance, but it's just so funny. (laughs) I know, I know. As soon as I said it, I was like, Joe's going to have something to say about that. But anyway, so yeah, this is our fifth trip, and we had been to Aulani for the first time when I was actually pregnant with my now nine-year-old son. So that was in March of 2013. And Aulani had only been open maybe a year and a half or so at that point, if I'm remembering correctly. It was still under construction. A third third phase of the resort was still under construction at the time that we went. And then we returned again with both kids in November of 2017, again in April of 2019. And then, like you said, our last trip was last summer of 2021. So we really have seen all the different phases and stages of the resort over its history and, you know, what it started as and what got added and what's got taken away and what you now have to pay the big bucks for, et cetera, et cetera. So this trip was a little bit different, I'd say, than sort of how our trips had been trending. We had been taking longer and longer vacations over the course of our previous trips over the years. And this one, we went to a much shorter vacation. We only went 
for four nights. And we really, really was only three and a half days because of when we came in. Honestly, it was, it was quite short, but, um, it was great. And we didn't, we didn't even leave the resort. There really wasn't time for it. Um, given the strictures of our, our flights and what we wanted to get accomplished at the resort. That's awesome. So before we talk about what's back and what still needs to come back, I'd love to hear just in general, when you're at Alani, are you hanging out by the pool mostly or hang out by the beach or like, you know, do you have a, I mean, at this point you've been there enough. Do you have like a routine? Like I know when sometimes at beach resorts, we'll do beach in the morning and then pool to like wash off all the sand in the afternoon. So what's your general Alani day look like? We definitely do have a routine at this point. We are more pool people at Aulani just because the pools are so great. When we go to other Hawaii vacations, we tend to be more beach people. So what we usually do is my husband likes to get up early in the morning. He never gets up early any other place or time. <laughs> but I think the well, time... Well, you're on the Jersey Shore of the yeah. West Coast. You got to get up early. You yeah, know? I guess so. But he gets... I mean, obviously the time change helps because... Um, you know, getting up early is not that early if you're still in California time. So he goes down and he kind of has his coffee or tea in the beach chairs and kind of camps out because Aulani doesn't let you hold beach chairs until 8 a.m. So if you want to hold them, you need to be present in them. And, you know, like later in the day, you can leave your stuff on the chair, walk away. You kind of have like an hour rule. But if you want to grab those chairs in the morning, you need to be physically present in them. So he got up early and was the physical presence to hold our chairs by the pool. So that's sort of our routine. And then the rest of us come down. We, you know, this time we did not have a DVC villa. This was the first time we didn't have a villa. We just had a regular hotel room. So we were doing more sort of eating at the resort. So we were grabbing breakfast usually at Ulu Cafe, which is the quick service, which is poolside. And that was kind of our routine every day. And then, you know, pool time, water slides. We did go to the beach several days, but usually more in the afternoon. But it really just was a lot of R&R this time. I mean, in previous trips, we'd had longer vacations, so we could kind of change it up every day. But this this time, it was get down, get to the water, get to the pools, and soak in the sun from under our umbrellas, well sunscreened, because we we need it. <laughs> as established, as established. Well, that sounds super relaxing. Let's get to, you know, what is back and what still needs to come back. Let's start with what is back first. I mean, there's a lot more open now than last time you were there. I mean, last time you were there, it feels like it wasn't like a shell of itself, but it was still really towards the beginning of Alani reopening. So what's back now? Yeah, last time we were there, it was really pared back. And I was very happy to see that the bulk of things that you would expect at an Alani vacation had returned. So especially I noticed that in terms of the activities, the Palhana room, which is kind of the activity room, really did have a full slate of things to do. They had some new things, which was really exciting. So they brought back the ukulele lessons, which was very popular. In fact, we had gotten to do them one time on our last trip, and then they cut them back again when Hawaii had, um, I guess, was it Delta? It's Delta outbreak. So <laughs> we we got like a brief moment of them in 2021. They went away again, and now they're back. So we got to do that. Uh, new activity called Shakaoki, which is karaoke, Hawaiian style, I guess, but Disney style too. And that was really fun. That was brand new. The cast members 
We're very excited about that. It was being very well received and held in Auntie's Beach House at night. So we enjoyed that quite a lot. There was a, a poolside, just sort of hula danced, uh, just one song. I forget the name of it. It was, a, it was a song that was made for Alani's 10th anniversary last year. So just nice to have those live performers. And, you know, a couple things on the beach. There was an activity called Thingamabobs where kids got to bury their parents in the sand. And in our case, um, my children dressed my son up like a mermaid, complete with a coconut bra. So it was very cute. They had fun. And all of these things were things you could sign up the morning of in the Palhana room and some things you could just even drop into, which was great. So we were we were very happy to see a lot more free things back. Very happy to see the free sand toys down on the beach back. That was uh, something we missed last time that we did not understand. Like they didn't want to, I guess, sanitize <laughs> uh, sand buckets or something like that. So glad to see that back as well. And the Palhana room... If I'm recalling correctly, that's like the equivalent of the local community center. You drop in, there are like activities there. I think that's where we used to pick up the scavenger hunt iPad things. And that's where you just sign up for activities in general. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, it's just sort of the an alternative to maybe like a concierge desk, but it just has the more casual activities. Are they running? I remember they had, I don't know if they made lays or, you know, they made like arts and crafts type stuff that happened um, in there is that back and then also is the uh, is that scavenger hunt with the iPads back where it like interacts with different features of the resort yes all of that is back so they have a couple of craft activities they have a make your own Mickey's they have a make your own Mickey ears and that is a premium charge because of the supplies involved in that and they do have a t-shirt stamping as well again a premium charge for that but I think those were both always premium activities um, since they've been around and they do have that Minahuni adventure trail where you get kind of like an old school iPad or something like that and you go around and and do the scavenger hunt and that's a lot of fun we've done it several times so we didn't do it again this trip but um, looks like it's still in working order good stuff and I know that, you know, everywhere they have brought characters back at all Disney properties, including Hugs, at least stateside. What is the current character situation at Alani? Same situation at Alani. When we were there last summer, they were just doing the distanced character photos. And now the characters are back in sort of the main area of the resort. They used to be kind of on the side lawn uh, to give more space for distancing. And now they're in the nooks you and crannies. You like that better, right? I did. I did like it better because now that the characters are back in the main area of the resort, people see them as they're just walking down paths and it makes lines so, so, so much longer. We actually did not see that many characters this trip because we didn't want to wait in the lines. And last trip, we saw every single character that was there during the entire week we were there. So, you know, pick your poison. Uh, <laughs> we loved seeing the, all the characters and not having to wait in line. And I wasn't about to wait in the heat for 20 plus minutes to see a character as much as I love them. And we did it for Chip and Dale because those are my kids' favorites. But that was really about it. The return to normalcy is also the return to normal lengths of lines, which, you know, it's not all good being back to normal. Yeah, totally agree. So that's that's the downside. But, you know, I think people were excited to just be able to stumble upon a character. I mean, I guess that was the downside of the old system is you really had to go out of your way if you wanted to have that more Disney vacation to make it that. All right. And then what are we missing now? What activities need to come back? Any changes to previous activities that came back 
um, different? You know, what else do people need to know? So definitely some activities that used to be free now require a charge. I mean, the biggest of those are the fitness classes. And I can't remember at what point they went from being free to being an upcharge, but they're now quite pricey, like 30 plus dollars for like a morning fitness class on the beach. So that's kind of a negative. Uh, so, I, you know, I think the pendulum will not swing the other direction. Those will no, not go back to being free. But the thing that we really missed the most were teen activities. And this is something that, you know, Disney Cruise Line does a great job of because they have a teen club. And there never has been a teen club at Aulani. But what Aulani used to do was they would have a teen night at Auntie's Beach House and let the teens take over once the little kids went home and play all the games and, like, hang out. And then they also had, like, a tween room some evenings at Auntie's. So the 10 to 12-year-olds who kind of didn't want to hang with the littles could get to meet each other. And my daughter really enjoyed that um, during... Uh, her tween years. We went when she was 10 and she was eligible for that a couple of uh, trips ago. And there's just no way for the kids who are older to meet each other. And that's the age when they want to meet each other the most. They don't want to necessarily hang out with, you know, pesky little brothers and sisters. They want to meet peers and they can have their independence. Like we talked about on our most recent episode about, you know, this is a great place for them to go off and explore and not necessarily be under parental supervision all the time and and we missed that and it it wasn't as bad this trip because it was such a short one for us but if we had been there for a week we would have really felt um the missing teen activities and i don't know why they're doing them i mean they just they're not that expensive just just make a space and a time and put something on the calendar it's another one of those things that it's weird that disney has not brought it back which, random aside, of course, last week we said we didn't know when Fantasmic was coming back, but they announced the date as November 3rd today uh, as we're recording and as that episode came out. So once again, we said we don't know, and then Disney announced it. But I think it's just one of those things that Disney is still not fully back, and I don't know if they need to pay people more or hire more aggressively, but you know, I, I think we're still seeing this at all of the different Disney properties, even Cruise Line, which um, receives the most positive praise for Disney right now. Speaking of which, you know, I know that a lot of Disney resorts and things were doing housekeeping only once every three days. And then, of course, you know, if you are staying in the villa side, it's once every four days. And that was pre-pandemic. It was always like that since it's like timeshare and it's just towel and trash um, every four days. Now, staying at the hotel side this time, what was housekeeping like? What's your impression of whether housekeeping is back to normalcy or not? Yeah, it's not back to normal. And that is a disappointment. When you're paying six or $700 a night for a hotel room to not have daily housekeeping as a default, that's a problem. So right now at Aulani, it's every other day by default. And we found out very quickly that if you just called and requested it daily, you would get it daily. And that's what we did. But my mother-in-law was with us as well. And we, I guess, forgot to tell her, or, you know, just didn't come up. And she only got it every other day and was kind of disappointed in that. I mean, she was in a different situation, a room by herself versus us, a family of four, making a big mess with sand and towels and things like that. I mean, it's it's absurd. <laughs> you need towels every day at a beach resort, fresh bath towels, because you're showering a lot, you're hopping in the pool, you're sandy, etc. So that that is a negative. Um, 
And the housekeeping that we did have was a little bit more full. It was, you know, making the beds and straightening things up and tidying things up. It felt more like a full housekeeping when we did have it other than just grabbing our trash. So that was at least nice to see that level of service has stepped up a little bit. But it's kind of gauche that you have to ask for it. Yeah, I hear that, especially if you're at a expensive Hawaii resort. And there are other expensive Hawaii resorts, but, uh, you know, if you're there to be in paradise, it feels less nice when you have to ask for trash service. All right, so let's get to the dining. You know, Ama Ama came back. That's the fancy dining restaurant. It's officially back now as you're listening to this, but it came back for a soft open while you were there. I know you got in to that and you know there's just a lot of changes to dining overall this is you know maybe if this is someone's first alani episode from disney deciphered it'll just be good to go through all the dining options that there are at alani and you know what the current status was um you know understanding that amama just opened sure so there are I guess maybe about a half dozen restaurants at Alani. I'll go through them quickly. Ama Ama, like you said, is the fine dining restaurant, and we'll circle back to that. There is Makahiki, which is kind of the biggest table service restaurant in the resort. In the morning for breakfast, it's a character meal. In the evenings, it's just a regular sit-down dinner. And then there's also the Ulu Cafe, which I've mentioned already, which is the quick service by the pool. There's Off the Hook, which is a table service kind of beach bar. You know, you can go in your bathing suit, but they can still bring a burger to your table kind of restaurant. And then there is the Olelo Room, which is kind of a bar, but also like tables outside, live music. And you can have... It's like, like a lounge. It's a lounge, almost. yeah. You can have like... You can have enough food to make a meal there at the Alayla Room, I guess. And then there's poolside, of course, like to your pool chair, you can order, you know, burgers and things like that as well. There are waiters at lunchtime. All right. So let's talk about your experiences. Uh, you know, what did you, where did you dine besides quick service? So we did go to the Makahiki character breakfast, which... I thought was better than our last trip. I mean, characters can now come up to your table and give you a hug. And they have Uncle playing the ukulele, which is nice. And they didn't quite have the full like parade of kids like they had before. But it was much more of a full-service character breakfast. The thing that is not back at Makahiki is the buffet. And that was one of my favorite things about Makahiki was they had this elaborate breakfast buffet. And you could try, you know, a little bit of the Hawaiian loco moco, or you could try like Japanese, like rice. Um, there was a lot of variety to serve the different uh, international visitors that come to Alani. And now you just can order kind of like a standard, you know, plate of you know, eggs and sausage or Mickey waffles. And it was good, but it just lacks that variety. And I did talk to the cast members there. They said, basically, now Aulani is building around the area uh, where the buffet was. So they really don't think it's coming back, which is a disappointment. I think that is that is done. Um, they've discovered they can save money by not having that big elaborate buffet and people will still pay the big bucks. So I'm bummed about that. I also heard it doesn't look like the character dinner that was like every third night is coming back to Makahiki. It seems like it's just going to stay a regular restaurant. So, you know, something to keep in mind. Uh, we did eat at the Olela Room uh, our first night, and that was our favorite place to dine in previous trips, including our last trip when things like, were not as open as they are now. And we felt like the menu had just been really pared back. Like you used to be able to make a meal out of it, but now the choices were not 
as appealing, not as extensive. And that ended up being the only night we went to the Olela room, whereas before we'd eat there every other night. So that was a little bit of a disappointment um, to just see that it had been kind of cut back and the menu items were not as appealing or universal. So, you know, the thing that we kind of noticed, generally speaking, now that everything is back, including Ama Ama, is that there just are not enough restaurant choices on site to serve guests who are there for longer vacations. If you're there like we were for four nights, you could hit everything. You're not du- duplicating too often. It works. If you're there for a week-long vacation, you've got to go off-site. You will get sick of the same old burgers and fries because the, the burgers and fries from one place are coming from the same kitchen that they're coming from, from, from another place. So, yeah, you get sick of it. And those offsite options, I mean, there's that little mall that you can walk to that, you know, can both grab stuff at the store there, but also the, that restaurant. Oh, I always blank on the name, but didn't you go there your first night? Uh, Monkey Pod. We did go. We were planning to go there our first night, but we went there later in the trip. Yeah. So, you know, that is pretty convenient. You can just walk there. It's not too bad. Um, it's like about 10, 15 minute walk. Um, swinging back to Makahiki, if it's not buffet is it fixed price or is it like a la carte and each person pays a different price it's a fixed price so you're paying one price for adults one price for kids for the character meal so no surprises i mean it's of course very high i don't know what it is at dinner because i did not eat at dinner i have a feeling it's variable for dinner got it so it's more of a a la carte menu all right so before uh, we move on let's talk about ama ama reopening like I said, it was a soft open. Did you have to ask for reservations? And then what was your experience like? And then did it feel like a soft open? I guess that's the question to ask. So we were able to get reservations as soon as we checked in at the concierge desk. And it was slim pickings at that point because really they were only opening reservations to people who were there on site. So the people who had been there all week were kind of snagging things up several days in advance. So, you know, again, not a lot left for us. We got it on our last night at an eight o'clock reservation, which was not ideal, but, you know, we wanted to try it. And, you know, what we, I guess we knew, but we forgot when we booked it is, it's not the old Ama Ama, you know, which is just a high-end restaurant. You come in and order a la carte. It is now a pre-fee, four-course, very long dinner, chef's tasting kind of style dinner. And we weren't quite prepared for that starting at 8 o'clock at night because that gets you into a pretty late ending time if you think about it, even if service is quick and, and whatnot. And, and it did feel like a little bit of a soft open, but they were very close to the real opening and it had a full week of soft open. So we didn't feel like we were like brand, brand new. It seemed like they had had their training for the most part down. The only thing that I will be curious to watch is we did not have a full restaurant. And I think the servers um, were definitely nervous that the kitchen would not be able to keep up when the restaurant was full. So let's see if how that, how that goes. (laughs) We'll see. But, but I had very mixed feelings about Ama Ama um, coming out of it. I mean, the food objectively was amazing. We had some dishes that like were melt-in-your-mouth delicious. I mean, the chef is obviously a star, and so that's to be praised for sure. But I wonder whether it's a fit for Aulani. I mean, Aulani feels a lot more middle America, and we can talk about this a little bit more later, than it used to. The menu was very, very high-end. Like, I'm a girl from Alabama who likes my barbecue and that kind of, like, plain stuff. And, you know, but I do live in San Francisco, so I do eat, you know, at fancy places sometimes. And 
you know, there was enough for me to eat on the menu that I liked, but just barely. So I could see a lot of people looking at it and turning up their nose and saying, this isn't for me. And, you know, the other thing is it was definitely not for kids. I mean, the old Ama Ama, you could bring kids along. They could find something. I mean, yes, there's a kid's menu, but this experience is not for kids. Unless you have like older teens who are foodies, they are not going to sit through a two and a half hour plus four course meal. And we did see families trying to do that, and it was not good. And the cast member that we had as our server was, like, totally giving us the scoop, and she was saying it was not good (laughs) from their perspective either. So I just wonder whether this is a miss, that this was a restaurant that maybe could have worked at Aulani eight years ago when maybe it was more like San Franciscans and Seattleites. And, you know, they did have Auntie's Beach House, we'll talk about this, open for, you know, watching your kids at night and... I wonder whether this is going to work. Yeah, I think that's a interesting thought. Now, I will counter that with wondering, I mean, it really feels like, and we're going to talk about this on Unfiltered that we record after this for our patrons, but it does feel like Disney is moving more and more towards just getting more money out of less people. And so I wonder if they will continue to have enough people visiting Alani that are willing to pay for that experience that makes it worth for them. Like maybe they don't want a full restaurant anymore and they just overcharge, you know, whoever goes for, you know, cause like all these restaurants with tasting menus, I mean, look at Victorian Alberts. I'm not, I'm not slandering the menu at all. It's for, by all accounts, amazing meal, but not everyone's going to go there and they don't even have that many tables uh, in the first place. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Anything else on food before we move on to Auntie's Beach House and why parents can't leave their kids there to go to Amama right now? Yeah, so let's move on to Auntie's. <laughs> All right, so, fire away. I know you have a lot of thoughts. I do have a lot of thoughts because we loved Auntie's Beach House. This was the highlight of our Aulani vacations in previous years. And for folks who don't know, this is the kids' club. And, I mean, it was just Disney's best. I mean, Disney always does kids' clubs the best, but Auntie's was just absolutely a star and it was part of your room rate. So yes, you're paying a lot of money for an Alani vacation, but you get unlimited childcare um, and unlimited activities for your kids. And right now, the way that Auntie's is functioning, I mean, it's a shell of its former self. So it's only kids ages five to 12. It used to be three to 12, but of course licensing for three and four year olds and staffing much trickier. So right now it's only open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m. So again, if you want to go out for a date night, um, you can't because there's no child care for your kids in the evening. That is a really short amount of time. It's a really, really short amount of time. And right now, the only thing that you can do to use aunties is you can sign up for a a one-and-a-half-hour preset block. So you don't get to pick your one-and-a-half-hour window. It's like it's set for you. And... You drop your kid at that moment and you pick your kid up an hour and a half later and you only get one of those slots daily if you can get it because reservations open two weeks in advance online and immediately the free slots are pretty much sold out. And they also do have premium activities, which are two hour slots, but those are very, very expensive. Like think $63 for a two hour slot for one child. So more than you would pay a babysitter. So, I mean, of course, these do include premium activities, but interestingly, those slots don't book up right away. And in fact, you can get those same day. (laughs) So they have staff to cover those sections, but they aren't making those time sections available to guests who just want free use of aunties. So, yeah, I mean, I'm 
I was not happy with this. I mean, they did have premium activities before, but it would be like one activity a day, and it would be something where you get special character interaction. So it was truly an add-on to your aunties experience. Like the baseline experience of aunties was was free. And then if you wanted an upgrade, then you could get it. But this makes it flipped. This makes it more like if you want time at all, you need to pay the upcharges. But even then, it's still not that much time. I mean, you can at most string together a one and a half hour free slot and a two hour premium slot, and that's it. Yeah, and I know it wasn't always like Disney Cruise Line, but I do feel like one of the main draws of Alani was if your kid was enjoying it to just be able to let them hang out there for a while. I mean, this makes it feel like Alani is, you know, it, it, I think it's something that seemed to differentiate um, just with the quality of the program and the availability of the programming seemed to differentiate Alani from other resorts in Hawaii. And it's sad to see that as of right now, it's not there. I mean, I don't know. Did you get to chat with any cast members to hear if they're trying to make it closer to what it used to be? I did. I talked to quite a few cast members about this and they desperately want it to be back full time. I mean, they want full-time employment and they encouraged me to put this on my survey that you know how much we wanted younger kids uh, ages how much we wanted longer hours how much we wanted more drop-in availability things like that and I was ready and I got my survey and guess what Joe no questions about aunties on it at all not even a comment form at the end where I could like put in a free form comment you know about other thoughts I had about the resort I was basically prohibited from giving feedback to Alani about uh, aunties unless I guess I send a, you know an email to the manager and that was really disappointing really really disappointing fingers in the ear la 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 not listening huh from Disney yes and that is yeah. like that's really the that first time I've had great. that experience with Disney I've always been able when I've had things that were not I thought up to snuff been given the opportunity to give feedback about that. And like the cast members were literally begging me, please, please, please mention on the survey. We, this, this is the only way that, that, um, you know, Disney's going to listen that, you know, the powers that be are going to listen. We want this back. We know our guests want this back, but how are they going to hear it? (laughs) That's really frustrating and uh, sad to hear. All right. So um, before we talk about, whether people should consider visiting Alani. What are, I know you have a lot of quick hit observations about the experience. So what do you got? We'll start with a positive. All right, positive. The Alani app is improved quite a bit. I mean, it's still not as full featured as what you would get at Disneyland or Disney World, but you do have much more of the activities on there, including the character meet and greet times, which were not on there in the past in our previous trips. So very happy to see that I could do quite a bit more on the app. So thumbs up for that, you know, small steps. In terms of the negative, the towel situation at the pools had basically devolved. Apparently, Disney used to do its own towel service, and they could not keep up with the demand. Like, they would often run out of towels, you know, within the first hour of the morning, and then there would be a gap until they washed more and brought more back. So they hired a third-party company to do it in hopes that they would solve the operational issues, and they are having the same problem. So there were a lot of times where there would be a line at the towel hut, you know, 30 people deep, and there would be no towels to be had. That's crazy, again, for a $600 a night hotel that you can't get towels by the the pool or the beach. That's wild. Um, You kind of expect there to be a surplus of towels at almost every resort I've ever been at. So, um, yeah, especially if you're spending that much. Now, I know that obviously everywhere in the country, there are just like a lot of hiring issues and a lot of turnover 
in staff, you know, did you find that that was affecting things? I'm guessing that even in a place as small as Oahu, there are a lot of new hires. Yeah, definitely a lot of new hires at Aulani. I talked to one of them on the beach. I mean, for the most part, these are excellent cast members. Um, you know, they're friendly people in Hawaii and Disney hires the best. And so even new hires were, you know, providing great magical customer service. But, you know, they are a little bit greener and may not be as familiar with sort of the history, how things used to operate or, you know, know how to solve all the problems that are being thrown their way. So that's something to, to keep in mind. I mean, there's certain places where the old hires really have a lock like if you dine at makahiki pretty much the entire wait staff has been there since aulani opened so that's really interesting to see sort of how the the resort has become differentiated so i thought that was very interesting as far as some other positives i still really really recommend aulani's photo pass it's questionable how much it costs like technically it's published at 99 dollars, but if you purchase it through the disneyland app it's supposed to be 78 dollars because you're actually purchasing the Disneyland one-week version of PhotoPass, so recommend doing that. Um, but what's great about PhotoPass is that there are always um, really good photographers on the beach at sunset every night. Don't have to pre-book them. Just go down, you know, get your nice Hawaiian clothes on, and get your sunset family photos for your Christmas card. There's a great photographer who's down there named Glenn almost all the time. He took our pictures last year. He took our pictures again this year, and he's very, very talented. So we got a professional photo shoot for, you know, very, very inexpensive. Yeah, that's really good. Um, now, did you use the spa at all? And what was that like? I can't even remember if we used the spa when we went back uh, a few years ago. The Lani Vai Spa is all the thumbs up. That spa is amazing. And again, this is like one of Disney's higher end offerings at Aulani. We did, um, my husband and I both went for a massage courtesy of um, mother-in-law, which was very sweet, a very nice gift. And yeah, that's hashtag spa. hosted. Hashtag by hosted by mother-in-law. Yeah, yes. it was great. That's to be clear, <laughs> mother-in-law does not work for Disney. We just want to no. be clear. That was a joke. Yes. Yes. That's very nice. Very nice. So that spa is a star. So totally worth it. Of course, if you have young kids, the auntie's time windows are not necessarily going to align for your spa appointment time. So yeah, how do you do that? Yeah, I think people are trading off like parents are trading off. I guess you had your mother-in-law. Yeah, we had mother-in-law. Wow, paid for the spa and watched the kids. Amazing. She's awesome. So uh, very happy with that experience. Also very happy with Painted Sky, which is essentially Bippity Boppity Boutique with a little bit extra it's like more of like a a freestanding salon as well my daughter got her hair done one day and very inexpensive to just do the hairstyle and then you can do of course the whole makeover package and that was great as well so really really happy with these two offerings and of course they cost more but you are truly getting what you're paying for at those places awesome now you've hinted at a little bit but i would like to know you know what are crowds like and i know you told me offline that you've seen kind of the demographics of who's visiting alani shift a little bit so what were you noticing in terms of that at least on this last trip and again we should say that you know you were there for the long weekend so maybe there were a lot of people there on vacation i'm not sure yeah i mean we were there on uh columbus day indigenous people's day weekend so it was a holiday for a lot of californians and it was also the end of the full week fall break for uh hawaii 
So all the public school kids in Hawaii were also off that week. So really, really crowded, like 96 to 99% capacity while we were there. And one of the things one of the cast members said to me, which I thought was really observant, was that especially when the guest mix is more locals, those guests can come in early in the morning before they can get into their room, and then they can stay the full day that they check out. So that makes the resort at more than 100% capacity because those guests aren't leaving early and headed to to the airport. So that did make it feel very full while we were there. And, you know, like walkways jammed, really hard to get a pool chair unless you got up early. That was not pleasant. And um, I don't know if I would necessarily go back at peak, peak season again. Or maybe I'd at least just try to watch for a time when I, at least the local crowd who sort of you feel a little bit more because they're there for longer when they aren't out of school. So that was something to keep in mind. But, you know, it's it's bizarre that it's so crowded. I mean, you know, it's it's more expensive than ever. But I guess in some ways that drives people to stay at the resort even more. Like if you're paying that much more a night for Alani, are you going to leave and go do a day trip somewhere else on the island? Probably not. You're going to stay and want to get your money's worth. And that's what we did. Yeah, that's a great point. And I, yeah, I wonder... I think people are, you know, Hawaii was kind of like the last place in the United States for people to go back to. Uh, California was a little bit different since you guys are so close, or the West Coast was a little bit different. But I do think people are trying to get there now. And so maybe, you know, revenge travel, quote unquote, is a little bit late uh, for Alani than for other places. All right. So, you know, let's get to talking about whether you would recommend Alani for people. Uh, Let's talk like generically, like if you are an East Coaster going to Hawaii and you enjoy Disney, is Alani worth checking out? And then let's also talk about for, let's say, the West Coasters who have more opportunity to get out to Hawaii may have been to Alani before. What do you feel like your recommendations are for people considering Alani vacation right now? So, I mean, I still very much recommend Alani. It's a magical place. It's the Disney service. It's all of the feelings of Hawaii that you'll get on, you know, at the resort. So maybe I sounded too negative. (laughs) We still had a great vacation, but that's in part because I knew what it used to offer. The value it used to offer was outsized. So, you know, maybe it's now a little more in line with, you know, you get what you pay for and and nothing more than that. So it, it is a lovely, lovely resort and it doesn't have all of the craziness of the theme parks. I mean, yes, you have to book certain things in advance. Like you do have to get your character meal, you know, things like that um, in advance. But once you get there, you can really go with the flow. Like on our last day, we, you know, we signed up last minute for one of those activities at the Pauhana Room. Then we were down at the beach. So we saw that we could rent a paddleboard and we did that. And then we went and had a Dole Whip. And so it's very easy to just have a, a an as-you-go kind of vacation. So I, I love that about Alani. But it is a pricey experience. And I did notice... You know, we're going on this Disney cruise next month um, during Thanksgiving week. Night for night, Disney Cruise Line during Thanksgiving week was basically less money than our Alani vacation. I mean, when you consider that Disney Cruise Line is essentially all-inclusive, other than maybe some additional tours. But yeah, so it is it is more expensive than some other kinds of Disney vacations that you can do. And uh, my other question is, you know, related to other resorts, I know... <laughs> You were at uh, the Jersey Shore of the West Coast back in the spring, and you stayed in Waikiki. 
when you compare prices and what you get for what you pay for between something like Alani and something at Waikiki, I know you stayed at the Hilton Hawaiian Village. What do you feel like the cost benefit analysis is there for people thinking about going to Hawaii? Because whenever people are going to Hawaii, they have all these different resorts to compare between. Yeah, I felt like the resorts at Waikiki, I mean, those have also gone up quite a bit in price and you're not getting as much there by any stretch of the imagination. So I still feel like when you're comparing the value that Alani gives you for a higher price versus the value that you're getting at a lot of these Waikiki hotels for a lower but but still inflated price, I feel like Alani's the better value. But I mean, that's, you know, based upon what can fit into our budget at the moment. And Alani will be prohibitive for a lot of people just because of what it is and how much it costs. I think I recommend that people do a split stay if they're going on a longer vacation to Oahu. I mean, Waikiki is a great place to make your home base for those day trips, you know, because you're not paying as much. And so if you're not going to be at the beach all day, you know, go see the sites and, and you know, come back and, and have a cheaper place to stay. But when you're at Alani, I think you want to be at Alani to get your full value because it is very expensive. Hike Diamond Head from when you're in Waikiki. And uh, when you get to Alani, that's where you relax and go to the spa to uh, get a massage after all that hiking. Well, uh, thank you for the fair and balanced analysis of what's going on at Alani right now from uh, someone who has a lot of experience with it. (laughs) More experience than you have with Disney World recently, Leslie, if we're being honest. Oh, my gosh. That's right. Wow. (laughs) Well, we'll remedy that in 2023. But uh, before we get out of here, you know, we always end with a Disney do or don't. So what is your Alani Disney do or don't? Alani Disney do or don't? Your Alani do or don't for us, Leslie. That sounds smoother that way. Okay. So like with a lot of Disney, you really do need to pre-book certain things in advance. Not as much at Alani, but it's very, very important to set those calendar reminders for you leading up to your vacation specifically 30 days in advance you want to be booking your character meal and i i mean i got up in the middle of the night west coast time i I can't remember the exact time that they opened but it was like maybe 4 a.m or something i can't even remember but i set an alarm and got up in the middle of the night and booked makihiki and went back to sleep so you kind of got to do that you got to do that as well for the uh, Auntie's Beach House free slots two weeks in advance. And for the Luau, we didn't even mention the Luau, which we did not do this trip. You need to book that as far in advance as you possibly, possibly can, especially if you want VIP seating. All right. Great tip. Uh, I guess you can take the resort out of Disney, but you can't take the Disney out of the resort. So it is what it is uh, for Disney stuff. Well, thank you again so much, Leslie, for sharing your experience with us. If you've been to Alani recently, let us know your experiences. Disney Deciphered at gmail.com, at www.deciphered on Twitter, or on Facebook and Instagram, Disney Deciphered. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. And other than that, Leslie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. And I will see you sleeping through the night because you're not going to Alani anytime soon. Thanks, Joe. 